0: Hold on, it's about to about to get real. Jenny Matthews is keeping it real about life, motherhood, pop culture, and everything in between. Get ready to hear all about it. Life's ups and downs, mama drama, cool new finds, hot topics, pop culture, and more. Let's go! This is real, is real, is real, real life hosted by Jenny Matthews. All right, here we go. I think it's been, oh, I don't know, a year <laughs> since I've done a podcast of my own. Um, Oh my goodness. Hi, it's nice to be back. Um, Life got a little crazy there for a second. So I'm home right now just to paint the picture for you. I'm home. I've got my two dogs sitting beside me and I've got my son looking at me from the kitchen, wondering why I'm in my office talking to myself. Miles, come here. Come here. <laughs> While well, he's somewhat paying attention, I need to get him included on this. Oh, are you listening to your little. It's this little. Is it a lizard? What is it? It's a green alien. <laughs> and he's dancing. Okay, love it. All right, will you press pause on that for a second? I have to ask you a question and I'm getting I'm I'm jumping right into the middle of something I'm gonna talk about here in a bit, right now, just because he happens to be paying attention. Okay, wait, hit pause, hit pause. Okay, so Miles just turned eight years old and my daughter Jules just turned ten and it's crazy because when she was eight years old, she was still like in the snuggle zone where Miles is. Like he's still my little baby, but Jules now ten years old. I just feel like she's having less and less time for me. (laughs) And I'll be honest with you. I'm struggling with it. I feel like I miss my baby and she's growing up just way too fast. Uh, But Miles, I love that you still let me carry you around and treat you like a baby. Are you going to do that for a little while longer? Yes. Because there's something about a mama and her little boy. I always tell him that. You know, it's funny when I was pregnant with Miles that somebody told me that. They're like, you know, you're going to love having a girl, which of course I love being a girl mom, but they said there is something about being a mom to a little boy, and true words have never been spoken. It's crazy. It's like there really is something I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like he's my little love bug, and it's just a special connection. Okay, so see, it's hilarious because he left the room already, so I knew I had to grab him while I could, <laughs> just to make sure, just to verify he was still going to let me hold him and, and be my little baby for a little while longer. I'm actually going to shut the door to my office at this point so that we can't hear whatever he's doing on his electronics. Um. Okay. Hi. Yeah. So it's been a crazy year. Um, you know, so life is just nuts and you never know where it's going to take you. So I was doing my own show on Mixed 93.3 and I was doing my, my midday show. And, you know, I for a long time, I just felt like I wasn't totally fulfilled. I started the podcast for that reason because I just felt like I wanted more. I had more to say than I could say over song intros and I just I wanted more. So I started the podcast and I was so excited about it and just jumped right in and you know, put out a new episode every week. Probably could have done more. Just it just loved everything about it. And then life happened and I ended up getting mornings on Q104, which is where I am now with Mike Keller. We have our morning show. And man, I talk about getting a chance to say what you want to say. (laughs) We spend hours on the air every morning just getting it all out. And then I feel like after the show, I don't have anything left. And then on Wednesdays, we record a podcast the morning after with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews that you can also find on iTunes. And Th- yet another chance to get it all out. So I kind of felt like for the last year that I haven't had a whole lot to say for the my own podcast. I just felt like gosh, I've already upset it all. But I decided that you know, I I do want to still do this one because I feel like, you know, there's just girl stuff, there's mom stuff, there's uh just personal stuff that, you know, I definitely still want to share and sometimes we don't get to get to all of it with my other shows and things. So anyway, I'm back. I'm going to try to be a little more regular with this one and, you know, just getting back to it. So much has happened over the last year. I think we can all agree that 2020 was just one big fat shit show. I don't even have another word for it. I mean, it was the wildest year ever. And I honestly, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to say, you know, about last year. As it was happening, because I mean, it's been a roller coaster of emotions. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I feel like, you know, one day I was like, oh my God, the world is ending. We're all going to die from COVID. And that's the way it's going to be. And I have nothing to say. I want to hide. I just want to like pull the covers up over my head. And then the next day I would be like, oh, it's okay. You know, this isn't as bad as I think. And we're going to get through this. And then, you know, the next day it was back to the bad feelings. I mean, it was a wild roller coaster of emotions. And look, I've been honest about it. I have an entire podcast about anxiety, but I've, I've struggled with anxiety my whole life. So health anxiety in particular is a, that's a hot button for me. Health anxiety is my trigger. And, um, you know, knowing that there's a pandemic that just, that kicked it into way high gear. And, uh, yeah, so anxiety has been really high. And then something that, you know, honestly, I, I never really dealt with a whole lot of depression, but I will say that it's been the up and down emotions, the anxiety, you know, mixed in with depression, with this whole COVID thing, that, that was really scary for me. Hold on. <laughs> life happens. This is real life with Jenny Matthews. My son is back. What's going on? What do we need? say something. Oh, oh, he wants to say something. Hold on. Pause. Go. Oh, what are you doing? John Cena. oh something that he found on his Nintendo. Okay. I'm going to do a podcast. It's called this. Yeah. John Cena. Okay. There it is, buddy. There it is. <laughs> oh, my God. Kids. <laughs> Real life. Here we go. I'm going to shut the door again to the office. The dogs are snoozing. They love it. They think it's story time. All right. So, yeah. So dealt with the anxiety, dealt with the depression a little bit. And honestly, just, mm, it was a rough ride there. Um, And and, when we're still in it, I think, you know, everybody thought like, oh, new year, everything's going to be fine. And I think we're making progress. You know, there is the vaccine now. So that gives a little hope, but even the vaccine, I don't know. I mean, look, I have doctor friends who swear by it and who have had it. Um, You know, they. I don't know. They, they say all the right things to make me feel like that getting the vaccine is the right thing to do and that it's a safe thing to do. And I, so there again, with the up and down of emotions, I get on that train where I'm like, yeah, absolutely. The vaccine's a great idea. Let's do this. And then the next day I read a story about some perfectly healthy 30 something year old, or maybe, I don't know, maybe he was a little bit older, but some, a doctor in Miami that t- got the vaccine and died the next day. So I, and that's where I'm really frustrated with the news in so many ways. Look, I'm not going to get real political here because I just it's the country is so incredibly divided. I will keep it real with you and just say that I don't care what side anybody is on. We have got to be better to each other. We have just simply got to be a nicer society because it's so divided and so nasty. I feel like we have enough problems going on right now that the last thing we need is just more volatility just more nastiness to each other I we can all have different beliefs and get along and the crazy thing to me about politics is that I pretty much went a majority of my life not really knowing what political party the people around me were affiliated with I I really honestly didn't know about a lot of people and now I feel like I guess social media puts that right in your face but I know what everybody thinks and again I don't care what side you're on it's just so in your face and it's so side A believes one thing so passionately and side B believes one thing so passionately. And it's just like, there's no meeting in the middle. And I kind of miss the days. I don't kind of, I do miss the days of just, hey, you have your beliefs. I have mine, but we don't really need to even bring that out into light at, at all. Do we? I, I, because it really, that what, what good is there in it? I mean, This is just my opinion, but I feel like if all it is is spewing nastiness, What is the point of that? And that's where social media, and I feel like I've talked about that quite a bit over last year's podcast, just social media, how it started as something that made me happy in the beginning. I loved the idea. I still love the idea of seeing pictures of my friends' kids or seeing, um, you know, pets reading cute stories and I don't know, just like the easy, the nice things. But especially with COVID and politics, I mean, I know you know where I'm going with that. It just... Man, it was so brutal. I had to get off of it for quite a while during COVID just because it was really messing with my mind. And like I said, I'm dealing with the anxiety and the depression, and that just does not help. I even toyed with getting off of it altogether. I'm like, you know what? I have a voice on the radio, I have a voice on the podcast. Um, I do an article in a magazine. <laughs> like, I feel that I get to share my thoughts. Um, shoot, I have my own website. I mean, I, I have other places to share things, but then I'm like, but where am I going to see other people's things? Cause I do enjoy seeing all the good stuff and there is good out there. It's just, I feel like the bad stuff takes the forefront and it's just, I don't know. It's just upsetting. So I don't know. I toyed with getting off of social media. So I have taken breaks here and there. Um, that kind of helps a little bit, but I don't know. I'm still not solid on that choice. I'm there. I sometimes really want to just delete all of it and just see what happens. See if my, my mental health improves. (laughs) I feel like it will. Um, so yeah, so life, so COVID politics, the social media, um, work, the work is a positive thing. So when this whole pandemic started, um, I mean, you know, everybody started working from home. My husband's been working from home since last March. And, you know, I've been going into the radio station because I really only see a couple people a day. And Mike and I, as partners on the morning show, just, we decided that we're each other's people and that. I don't know, kind of like if you get it, I get it. If I get it, you get it. It's just that, you know, you have to kind of find your bubble and your circle and stick with it. And we just decided early on, like we're each other's bubbles. So, you know, that's, um, that's that. And so I, but I did worry, you know, about going in at first, but then I, I think for, again, for my mental health and my sanity, it's been a good thing for me to have that piece of normalcy, to be able to get up, have purpose, get out of the house, you know, go do what I do and then get home Um, But Mike and I think that we had COVID anyway. (laughs) It was right before COVID hit the media, right before we all found out about the pandemic and the world shut down. We were both extremely sick. Um, My kids were really sick to the point where they don't really get sick that often. And they had extremely high fevers that just would not break. We all had that just horrific cough that wouldn't budge I lost my sense of taste and smell and it's crazy because at the time I just thought you know how like if you have a cold and you have sinus stuff of course you lose your sense of taste and smell that makes sense because your sinuses are affected but I remember when I was really sick and I now I think it was COVID um I remember that I I couldn't taste or smell and I thought that is so strange because I don't have any nasal stuff like just this cough and it's just this the way I feel so I don't know I could be wrong I really want to get the antibody test I haven't had it done yet um but I think, I think I already had it. I, I kind of hope I already had it just to be done with it, but man, it's nuts. And I think it's so crazy how it affects everybody differently. Some people don't have any symptoms at all. And then some people are deathly ill. And then of course, some people actually do die. So it's, it's terrible if you know someone or have lost someone, you know, because of it, my heart just goes out to you. It truly does. Cause it, I, it's crazy. I haven't seen my family in over a year also mind-blowing. I mean, my whole family's on the East Coast, and, you know, I mean, we don't have tons of visits during the year, but, I mean, at least once or twice, and I haven't seen anybody, which is really scary when I think about my parents, because, I mean, they're not getting any younger, and of course, it doesn't matter anyway. I mean, anything could happen to anybody at any time, but, you know, it's just getting to the point now where it's been so long. I text my mom the other day, and I'm like, are you up for a visit? You know, and I'll get these spells, because you know, airfare is so cheap right now. And I'll, I'll go online and I'll look and I'm like, I could get tickets. It's not even that. It's not the money. It's not the price. It's not the ticket. I mean, it's n- wouldn't be a big deal to do it. It's just, ugh, I would feel terrible if I unknowingly brought something into their homes or vice versa. And so we all get kind of excited about the idea. And then the actual i idea of purchasing the ticket comes up and then I just chicken out. So I don't know. Spring break's coming up. My husband's like, what do you want to do? We got to get out of here. And again, I'll hear friends of mine going different places and everything seems to be okay. And I'm like, all right, well, we should go somewhere. And then literally the next day, I I want to just again, hide in that that bubble and just cover my head. I don't know. This up and down, this roller coaster of emotions, it is just too much some days. I don't know if you can relate to that, but I just I'm sick of it. I'm over it. I mean, we're, we're all doing all the things, you know, we're distancing and wearing the masks and all of it, but I'm just sick of it. I'm just so freaking sick of it. Just done. Um, so that's kind of where, that's kind of where life has been for me with all this stupid pandemic stuff. Um, motherhood. Well, that's just cruising right along. So I jumped into that at the beginning cause my son was in the room. I wanted to get him into that, but oh my gosh, so many changes, even just in the last year, even since I did the last podcast here that I did my, I feel like my life has changed so much with my kids. I mean, they're, they're just not babies anymore. And it's crazy because when they were babies, I remember thinking, oh my God, I am so busy all the time. I am never going to just have a moment to myself. And then, you know, they get a little bit older and more self-sufficient. And now at 10 and eight, I mean, they're doing a whole lot of things for themselves. And it's just weird because there are times where I think, oh, like, I can actually leave them at home here for a few minutes if I have to run up and grab, you know, something quick at the store or whatever. You know, that's weird to be able to leave them by themselves without a babysitter for a little bit. Or, you know, they're just, they're into their sports and their activities and their sleepovers and their friends and just really doing all the things that they're supposed to be doing, especially my daughter. I guess I'm talking more about her at 10 than my son. Cause he's still, I'm telling you, I'm trying to keep him a baby as long as possible. But she really is just growing up and it's cool to watch, but I mean, it is so bittersweet. I don't know how you mamas do it who have had the babies that have gone off to college. I mean, I know the day is coming, but I am just <laughs> i am so not ready. I hope that just every year, you know, you go along and it just gets a little easier, but it is, uh, it is just crazy that, I mean, I just feel like I just had her, you know, and on that note, it's so crazy. I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine the other day about, she also went through infertility And, um, you know, it's been a long time since I went through all that stuff. And so I still to this day get emails and, um, you know, people like referring people to me just to to be a friend to someone who is going through it. Because really there is no one better to talk to about that kind of thing than somebody who's been down that path. And I have definitely been down that path. If you want to go back, I think I have an entire uh, infertility podcast somewhere on here. But, um, you know, it's... I, I had a moment the other day. It's like some things just don't ever leave you. And I really thought in some ways that I was um, not past it. I don't, because I don't want to sound callous about it. Because when you go through something like that, like it's always a part of your heart. But you know, my, my kids are, they're not babies anymore. That feels like a really long time ago. I had to make some decisions recently about the, we had some frozen embryos after our last cycle, actually we had one, I'm saying some, we had one frozen embryo after our last cycle that I have, I, you know, I had decisions to make as to what to do with it, you know, and decisions that I, it's so abnormal to have to think about that. You know, the average Joe, well, the average (laughs) Joanne who gets pregnant, um, you know, you get pregnant, you have your baby, that's it. Like you don't have to think about there's no science behind it as far as, you know, you don't have to, any extra embryos. What am I going to do with them? Am I going to use them to try to have another baby or am I going to, what am I going to do? It it just, it's not natural to have to make that kind of a decision, but I did. So I had to think about what to do there. Um, And that was hard because it reminded me too of my health crisis that happened a couple of years ago where my intestines got wrecked again, go back season one <laughs> podcast all about that. It was a terrible time in my life, but my, my intestines were basically rearranged and truly, even if I wanted to use that embryo that we have, I, like, I, I just could, I don't, my body, I don't think could withstand a pregnancy. It could do all kinds of crazy things to my insides that it's, just not worth messing with. So then there's the idea of a surrogate, but that's extremely expensive. And it's just, then there's, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of luck with our embryos. I am so blessed and incredibly, uh, every day I think of the miracle that my children are truly, because we just didn't, I had tons of miscarriages and the, the IVF cycles that we did, we did three, you know, so many embryos and then just so many of them didn't make it. So anyway, the, the, the likelihood of it turning into a pregnancy, I mean, a viable pregnancy anyway is I feel very slim. But whatever. Then the leg kind of got sidetracked there, but I had decisions to make. So it kind of stirred up some of those thoughts of just that whole time dealing with infertility in my brain. But really, I don't I just it's something I don't think about every day like I used to. So I was at my daughter's soccer game the other day and there was a there were two girls sitting next to me and the one had just discovered that she is naturally pregnant with twins. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm not really eavesdropping, but they're right beside me, and I could just hear this entire conversation. And it was obvious that it was a surprise, and that they were not trying. I think she had another son. That oh, he looked like he was probably seven or eight years old. So you know, just twins after having a seven or eight year old, and that I'm sure that was a wild surprise. And I'm not saying, look, I'm in reality, like I know the complete freak out that she must've done and that the husband must have done, you know, when you're not expecting it and then it's twins and oh my gosh, what a crazy time, but also what a blessing. And I'm sure that these people, I don't want to give the wrong impression here. I'm sure that they were extremely, you know, felt blessed and whatever. But in the conversation she was having with the girlfriend, she was, she was just real talking, you know, and she said, the the other mom was like, so have you thought about names? You know, they're talking about how overwhelmed she was. And, and oh my gosh, twins, this is crazy. And, and the lady's like, yeah, I think I'm going to call one pain and the other one in the butt. Y- you know, and she was being silly. Look, I have a sense of humor. I get it. You know, it was, I, she meant it to be funny. But oh my gosh, it tugged at my heart and made me just hurt for the me that was going through infertility many years ago you know, and in turn, all the moms that are still, I mean, going through it. So many people going through it. It's like, is it in the water? What's going on? Like, why, why are so many women struggling with infertility? But it really, it's crazy how some things just don't leave you because it, I, it hurt my heart. And I, I, I don't want to say that I was going to cry, but you know, I just, I, the emotions welled up and I was like, oh my gosh, you want to call them pain and in the butt. And I know you're being silly, but oh my gosh, do you have any idea just how, how freaking lucky you are. I mean, that that happened to you naturally. And you're, you're just, I know it's going to be crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and I wanted I don't even know this woman. I wanted to tell her all those things, but you know, she, again, I'm sure she feels blessed and and it's all going to be fine. But it was just one of those things where unless you've gone through it, you're just not as sensitive to a subject. And it's just crazy how even after all this time that some things just, I don't know, just never leave your heart. But my daughter, 10 years old, so that all feels like another lifetime ago, you know, going through the process to try to have her. I yeah, she's 10, and oh my gosh, she's just such a preteen. And I got the email the other day, they're doing the puberty talk in school. <laughs> and I started laughing, thinking about that. And so she she comes home that night, and I really pride myself on having a very open dialogue with my kids about everything. I just really want them to be able to come to me and Talk to me about anything. I mean, literally anything. My sister's that way with her kids. I've always admired it. And my my mom, who really like struggled talking to us about anything, like mentioning the word period, my mom would have a heart attack. So it's kind of just she thinks my sister's nuts for how open she is with the kids. You know, I I think it's cool. I kind of want my you know, I want that relationship with my kids because I know her kids. She's told me some of the stuff that they've approached her with and questions and things, and she's like, I want to die and faint and you know, hide. But at the same time, she's like, I'm so glad that they can hear all these things from me. And that's exactly how I want to be. So I mentioned it to my daughter that night that I got the email. I'm like, yeah, we're going to, you get to have the old puberty talk at school. And (laughs) her face got red and she got kind of mortified. And I thought, okay, she, she knows some stuff already, which I'm sure she does. I mean, my mom never really sat down with me and had the birds and the bees talk, but you know, I guess just you figure it out. It's weird. I don't, I can't think of a moment when I figured it out, but I just kind of figured all of it out. And, um. I think a lot of it was that my parents didn't have a lot of filters on the movies we watched. I'm aging myself here, but there's a movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is completely inappropriate for a seven-year-old to watch. And I know that I saw that movie when I was seven years old. So I think, you know, my kids aren't watching stuff like that, but they're watching enough and with YouTube and whatever. I think they know enough and with the conversations at school that I think they're starting to, you know, put things together. Anyway, the old puberty talk at school should be interesting. So so there's that. And then, you know, I brought Miles in at the beginning of this just to say that, you know, he... uh he I gotta hold on to it because I know from eight to ten with Jules huge jump she grew up so much in that time frame and I know it's gonna happen with him so as long as he's my little eight-year-old baby I mean I'm snuggling him and I'm still carrying him around no wonder I had back issues over the holidays no wonder because I'm still <laughs> carrying around my eight-year-old <laughs> but I just it's so hard to let go and it's like there are the good things with the bag because it is cool like being able to have a little more freedom and uh, you I mean, they still need me all the time, I feel like. But not like they did. It's just not like having a toddler. I mean, you know what I'm saying if you've been there. So that's where we are with motherhood these days. Um, And then I don't know. What else has been going on? Let's talk pop culture. So we're doing life, you know, motherhood, pop culture, everything in between. Late to the TV party. That's kind of my thing. I... I'm never on a popular show when it is popular. And so then it kind of sucks because by the time I get to it and I want to talk about it with somebody, there's nobody to talk about it with unless somebody watched it many moons ago and they want to, you know, dig back into it. But Stranger Things, holy cow, what a great show. So I'm getting my hair done a couple weeks ago and Mandy, my hair girl, I just adore her, but she is like, but here's what's funny. She's like, um, have you watched Stranger Things? I said, no, I've, you know, obviously I've heard of it, but I just, it sci-fi. I It's not really my thing. She's like, no, me either. But she's like, trust me, this is so good. She goes, and I'm watching it with with Stella, her daughter. I said, You are? And her daughter is younger than my son. So I was like, Oh, okay. Like this is, she goes, Yes, this is something that you can really, because I'm looking for ways to bond with the kids too, the older they get. You know, what can we all do together? She's like, This is it. She's like, This is the show. You watch it all together. It's going to be great. I said, Okay, I'm done. So that night, I put it on, not really knowing much about it. I knew there were kids in it. So I thought, Okay, well, it can't be too heavy. And we start watching it, and if you've seen it, you know what I mean. But I mean, it can get pretty dark and creepy. It's it's a great show. I am a hundred percent obsessed with it. But I'm down to just watching it by myself because my kids got way too freaked out and left the room and never came back. So they are not really into it. I admire that her daughter is younger and um, is not freaked out by it. But I mean, my son—shoot, my son had night terrors, you know, years ago. So. He's, he's kind of scared of that kind of stuff. So they're not into it, but I'm totally into it. I absolutely love it. It is such a good show. If you're looking for something to watch on Netflix, uh, that is definitely good. And there, and update, there's three seasons on Netflix now and then a fourth season, which starts in August. So that's kind of fun to catch up. And then when the new season comes out, see, look, I'll be on it when the new season comes out. I'm going to be right there with the masses. It's going to be great. Schitt's Creek, another one totally late to the party. But I'm seeing on Facebook, a lot of people late to that party. I mean, with, with COVID and quarantining and all that, you know, it's really, what is there except for to watch TV and lots of it. So Schitt's Creek, my husband and I watched that together, the entire thing, all the seasons. If you haven't watched, I totally recommend it. It's hilarious. I laughed out loud at so much of it. I loved it, but it's another one of those things, not for everybody. I have some friends who have tried it and they got a couple episodes in. They're like, I'm just, I'm not laughing the way I thought I would. And I said, you know, just keep going. Cause I feel like it's one of those shows. You really get attached to these characters. In fact, by the end, I was actually very sad that it was over. Cause I'm literally attached to these people. And I think there'll be a movie. I've heard the rumors that there'll be a movie, but I think there will be. So if you haven't seen Schitt's Creek, totally recommend that. Hilarious. And at the beginning of quarantine, I binge watched Breaking Bad again, like 12 years late to that party. And I remember everybody was all the rage, everybody talking about it. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what my problem was. I just, I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. I guess I was trying to get pregnant, but (laughs) I did not watch it when it came out, but I binged it at the beginning of COVID and another one. Like if you haven't, if you are also late to the party, that is without a doubt, that is one of the best shows I've ever watched in my entire life. So Breaking, Breaking Bad is my number one I'm going to say Stranger Things is number two and Shits Creek at number three. Those are probably my top three of all time. Just really good. I've also been doing podcasts, listening to, I don't know if you're a Dateline person, but Dateline is life. And I have been listening to, I mean, honestly, <laughs> you might wonder why I have depression. I have listened to hundreds of Dateline podcasts. It's basically just get the Dateline podcast. And each episode is the episode that's on TV. And it's crazy because you think like you need the visuals, but you really don't. In fact, it's funny. I'd rather listen to a Dateline than watch a Dateline. I don't know why. But if if you're into true crime and uh, you love Keith Morrison as much as I do, I really, I just love him. I love the show. I love everything about it. And so that's kind of what I did all summer. I really, until the weather got completely crappy, I walked my dogs miles through the neighborhood and listened to Dateline podcasts. And that's pretty much what I've been doing. So true crime, always a fave. Um, and that's about it. I don't know. I just, I really wanted to just get back into this and pop on and give an update on what's been going on. Again, if you, I, we do a regular podcast with The Morning Show. So it is The Morning After with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews. You can get that wherever you get your podcasts. And we're on every Wednesday, we put out a new episode, so there's that. And then if you're not listening, I am on Q104, which is country. And it's funny because I have some friends who are like, I really want to listen to you, but I really don't like country music. And I'm going to say, okay, have you tried country music lately? Because it is not what country used to be. And there are people that don't like that about it. (laughs) There are people that really love that traditional country and that's just not what it is anymore. I can appreciate all the country, but I really like the stuff that we play. It is new country. Some of it almost just feels like a rock vibe to me, um, you know, you know how many songs cross over to pop, so there's definitely stuff like Gabby Barrett, you're hearing that on the pop station, and then we're playing it over on Q104, so I would really encourage you to, before I say I hate country, to give it a try, because it really isn't what it used to be, and again, like there are people that don't like that, there are people that love that traditional country, I kind of grew up listening to that, because my dad loved you know, Merle Haggard, and Willie Nelson, and all the George Jones and things like that. So, I know that kind of country and I'll be real with you, not really my jam. I don't I never loved it. But when I gave new country a try, I thought, "Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is this is different. This is cool." So, yeah, you know, different strokes. But um I do appreciate you if you listen to the Morning Show. Really appreciate you. We're having so much fun. It just really sucks because I went over there, you know, finally, like I'm getting my chance. Like we have our own show here mornings. It's so exciting. And we had so many plans and so many things we wanted to do. And I was so excited to just for all the concerts and to get out there and be with the people. And then COVID happened and literally everything shut down. I mean, even listenership is just weird. You know, so many people listening from home and just not listening to the radio like they normally would on that drive to work. And I, my husband's just an example of that. I look at how he, what his life is now versus what it was. I mean, he was spending, all, I don't know, 45 minutes going to work in the morning and 45 on the way home. And he's just not doing that. So if, and if he's at home, you know, he's generally listening to a podcast or I don't know, s- something on Alexa. So I it's just different. And it's frustrating because I know what I want. To be doing, and I know what I want the show to be doing, and I know what I want to be doing with the public, and this and that. And it's just hard because all that's on pause right now. And I know there are bigger problems, but you know, everybody's been affected by this dumb virus. And I'm just really hoping that I mean, I do hope the vaccine is the answer, and I hope that it works, and I hope that we're able to get back to normal life in some ways. But if I'm being real, there are some things that I hope don't go back. Um, to the way they were. I first of all, I think we are a much cleaner society. I feel like the hand washing has been stepped up (laughs) several notches. Just cleanliness in general. Um, and knock on everything around me right now. But my kids, you know, they actually they go to a little school where they've been able to go in person this entire school year, which has been such a blessing. I feel so badly for these kids who just haven't been able to have that in person. It's so important for socialization and just everything. And um, you know, they usually by now. I mean, my goodness, we're halfway through the school year. I mean, someone's had a sniffle, you know, and no one, like nothing. It's the masks, the hand washing, just all the Cloroxing and the bleaching and the things that they're doing at school to, to keep everybody safe. It's, it's working. And, you know, their school has had some cases. It's not been without a case of COVID, but they've handled it um that person gets removed immediately it just hasn't seemed to have a spreading effect so i don't i god bless the people at our school and everywhere who are doing what they can to just keep it clean and keep it safe and and keep it keep it going so yeah i i hope that when this is all said and done we don't go back to our dirty nasty habits cuz truly we are a cleaner society and yay <laughs> like i am not complaining about that that is that is a bonus you know and i think too it just i I'm not, how do I say this? I'm a social person, but I'm very much a homebody. I mean, I love to be with my people and be at home. I do. But a girl wants to get out. You know, I like a concert. I like a date night. I like a girl's night. You know, not all the time. I don't need to be out all the time, but just, you know, sometimes. So th- for that, I mean, I really miss just being able to get out. And, and I know like the restaurants are open and you can go do some things, but I don't know about you. I, what, like I was talking about earlier where I'm that up and down one day, I'm like, yes, I'm all in. Let's go. Let's go to dinner. And the next day, I just don't want to do it. I feel nervous that I'm making a bad decision or look, we've been, we've been healthy. We've been able to, you know, not catch anything. Am I risking it by doing that? So I just don't want that anymore. I want to be able to comfortably say, Yeah let's have a girl's night. Let's, let's have a date night. Let's go. And I want to feel good about it. I'm kind I'm just tired of that worrying and that constant, you know, back and forth in my brain. It's exhausting. It honestly is exhausting. So that's it. I guess I'll wrap up with that. I'd really just wanted to pop on, check in, um, and just say, Hey, season two, here we go. Let's do this. My friend Kim and I are supposed to get together this week. Um, just ended up not working out for our schedules, but, um, I'm gonna have her on the next one. Just kind of, you know, just chit chat a little bit and, catch up and talk some more mom stuff and life stuff and, you know, all the things. So um, hope you are well. Hope you stay well. May we all get through this together and uh, I mean we'll, we'll survive. Life is crazy. Isn't that just so crazy? If you had told me, you know, I, I did a podcast about 2017, which was my worst year of my life. I had that, you know, I was telling you early about the intestinal thing and just, it was a, it was just my personal worst year, Ugh, just bad year. And It is nuts because if you had told me just a few years later that we would be going through this, I just wouldn't have believed you. Do you ever scroll back on your phone and you look at pictures of the life you were living prior to the pandemic? I mean, it is mind blowing that we were living so much life and then it just came to a halt. It's crazy. So, all right, that's it. Talk to you soon. You're listening to Real Life with Jenny Matthews. Check out Jenny's blog and more at JennyMatthewsonair.com.